0: Welcome to Futureproof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. This episode.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
0: Welcome to Future-Proofing Creativity. I'm Jane Osler from Kantar, and today we're asking the question, why should creatives embrace AI? I'm joined by Chris Duffy, Head of AI Innovation and Strategy at Adobe, and Anthony Reeves, who's Chief Creative Officer at Wonderman and WPP, Advertising Centre of Excellence, who's also been ECD at Amazon. So welcome, both of you. Thanks for having us. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with um, a question which is really about what AI is about, should we really believe the hype? What do you reckon?
1: I think so, you know, what a beautiful backdrop, what an inspiring backdrop, and I think this is an equally inspiring topic, so the future of creativity powered by AI is quite a provocative uh, notion, but in reality, it's not that far out there. I think we've scratched the surface. We're seeing some great um, you know, future-proofed ideas coming out of the, the power of AI. So essentially AI has been talked about from this very philosophical standpoint, but now we're seeing kind of the proof, the proof in the pudding, which is quite exciting.
0: Where do you stand on that, Anthony? Is it all hype, or do we start to believe it now?
1: I think early
2: days was definitely hype. Okay. And, but now it's really started to, to come of age. And if you think of what creativity has to do, is really connect with customers, and AI can help drive that and make it more personal, make you know great brand experiences.
0: And which parts of the marketing cycle do you think will be um, affected by AI? Is it from you know soup to nuts, or is it just the creativity part that's the most interesting? I, th- I think for
1: end-to-end experience, I mm-hmm. think we're seeing this week uh, throughout all the discussions. I think there's great agreement on brands need to have purpose you then have to identify your values and then stand up for those values, which is easier said than done, because quite often standing up for your values has short-term loss, but long-term gain. So how do you kind of balance that with the street? And then you have to kind of navigate and create this great ecosystem of experiences. And I think this is where AI is being really instrumental. We're putting great focus on AI taking the mundane, the repetitive, Tasks out of the way so you can do higher level critical thinking. And I think that's where the starting point for AI in terms of creativity, where we see it today. Okay,
0: uh, so you think there's still a role for creatives yeah, in there?
1: Yeah, I, I disagree with the soup to Ah, okay. And I, the, 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 there's,
2: there's some really great case points I'll get back to in a second. But if you look at the core, what AI actually is, it's taking predetermined humanistic actions and, and trying to um, put an algorithm behind it, right? So, yep. so it's predetermined. So if you want to move forward in anything, that's not predetermined in any way, and it's not predictable. Okay. So creativity at its core is not emotional, uh, AI is not emotional enough to understand what true creativity is. And there's been a few few examples over the last couple of years where they tried to use AI to write a, a new Harry Potter book. Yep. And if anyone's a fan of Harry Potter, and they had um, Ron uh, Weasley actually killed his parents or something like that, which mm-hmm. is against the core of Ron's personal belief, and it's not him as a whole, and was missing that human connection. It was like, I think the book title was like, you know, uh, Harry Potter and and a Big Pile of Steaming Shit or something like that, (laughs) and it just couldn't quite get the human aspect behind it. And there's been a few other areas where it's just missing that true emotional core.
1: And I, th- I think that brings up a great point. We first have to define the role of the human and the role of the machine. Mm-hmm. And as, as we see, we can't just put AI the AI system out there to do everything. The, the human has to be there to orchestrate kind of that creation process.
0: So how do you think that changes the, the creative role then? Because if some of it is delegated to a machine, which bits does the creator still I, hang on to?
1: I, I still go back to, and I think we were just chatting how we I worked at JWT back in the day, and I still have these great memories and not so great memories of walking home at night feeling like my eyes were bleeding from silhouetting (laughs) images all day, you know, doing that grunt work as an intern in Photoshop. Now with AI and automation, you can now identify the content within images and have the AI system kind of do that repetitive task. That is a... profound improvement on the creative process. When you multiply that across organizations, across teams, that's where you get content at scale, and I think that's where uh, it's quite exciting from a, a creative standpoint. I,
2: I agree with the scalability. There's actually one area that's really important that we probably need to get to, which is the creative brief. Yep. If you think of the cultural anthropology behind what we do as, as, as creatives, and the strategy people end up writing that brief.
0: Mm.
2: now. Should the creative brief be exactly the same as it was 10 years ago, now we have better cultural anthropology through AI, we understand humanity a lot more. And I actually did a test with Deloitte Digital about six or eight months ago on changing the creative brief using AI and getting data from Amazon, from Netflix from Google and getting the AI data back and it made our they made the creative job intrinsically about
0: okay, so it's where you get the the insights that feed the brief that is the important So now
1: imagine the ability to create content more intelligently distribute it more intelligently, measure it more intelligently, and optimize it intelligently. And now that in-marketplace performance data can get looped back directly to the content creator, Mm -hmm. and now create content at scale, and variate. So now we can automate to variate, which is quite exciting as well.
0: Okay, so it kind of breaks down the silos, which have been traditional, the media creative insight silos. It It breaks down some friction
1: points of the latency of in-marketplace performance to the, the creatives themselves.
0: Okay, so let's move on. When, when do you think, we've seen examples of AI-generated mm-hmm. creative so far. Do you think people will continue to experiment with total AI creative?
1: I, uh, I, I keep a, a list of AI firsts, and yep. they're kind of fun to, to see. I think uh, this year, or 2018, uh, the first AI-generated commercial yep. came out, and it was yep. based off of an a- analysis of previous award-winning yep. car commercials. Yep. And it crafted an interesting kind of plot narrative, but you could tell something was off. And I think that's an example of, you need the human in the loop at every point. It's not a push the button for a creative output. You need AI for a tool to get you to a starting place faster.
0: Did it? You, you, we've all seen the ad. Did it feel to you like it had the right amount of emotion in there that you need had, to make connections? It definitely with had
2: emotion, but it had the wrong sort of emotion. Oh, okay. But with a, with a, let's say a thirty-second spot, it was very much a set and forget, right? You you, you write the TV spot and, and you, you shoot it and you edit it and you put it out there and it's done. But with AI now, we all worked at JWT in the past, <laughs> so let's talk about Ford. If we're making a car ad for a, for an F one fifty truck. I would buy the truck for one reason, you'd buy it for another, Mm -hmm. and Chris, you'd buy it for another reason. AI will be able to flip around the commercial to work out why we would individually buy that yeah. car and then render on the spot. That's where I think it'd be really useful to that connection. And
1: that brings up a great point about personalization Absolutely, at scale. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the next evolution is personalization of product at scale. Mm-hmm. So now each of us could receive a slightly different product, uh, and we're seeing that in yep. Nike and Adidas. I think the next question after that is how do you keep a global brand kind of promise but still have individual uh, approaches yeah. or expressions. So off this of that. is
0: this is an interesting an interesting thought. So if if my personal experience of a brand is fundamentally very different from yours, yes. mm-hmm. how does a brand maintain its coherence in a in a optimized yeah. age?
1: Yeah.
0: What's your view on that? So
2: what I think it's interesting to study uh, human behaviour, and uh, we're not as brand loyal as we used to be we're more um, attracted, more loyal to the experience and no. to the brand. Mm-hmm. So what experience is the brand giving you? And that can be consistent across everybody, but then, but your experience will be different to mine, and I'll be yeah. loyal to that experience itself. So the narrative of, of branding has, has evolved, no. We just need to change our metrics, measuring.
1: Great point. Uh, it's been fun to see some uh, passionate discussions over the last uh, couple of days about top of the funnel awareness, yep. branding, and advertising versus bottom of the funnel mm-hmm. performance. Yep. And I think the I think the answer is it's both, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the point: it's about creating a great experience, not being polluted, being providing nutritional value to the the end consumer, or the the human in reality, and providing valuable moments uh, that make their life easier. And so that's where AI can understand personal preferences and then deliver that at speed.
0: There's another example of um, Kantar actually is using AI to work out and predict which ads will perform better in different countries, in Love different it. markets, yeah. wow. which is a kind <laughs> of behind the scenes things, but actually helps enormously sure. because you might be saving on production, you know, it saves, you know, yep. people a whole load of work <laughs> if you can predict in advance how something's going to perform. Um,
2: they should do that for award shows, particularly. yeah. Yeah, awareness <laughs> okay, are thousands yeah. of dollars. No,
0: of yes. So all these juries that spend <laughs> hours in closed, yeah. dark yeah. rooms yeah. all week could go just, on. Yeah. don't need them anymore. Yeah, you yeah. could just hang out and doing something exactly else instead. Right. Perfect. Um, I think last year we heard at Cannes we heard quite a lot about, you know, have we got the right balance between uh, data and creativity? Mm-hmm. And I think we, you know, we've all discussed today insights. Yeah. We know they're important. That it's all part of the, the loop. Um, What do you think about the balance between AI and creativity? Do you think everyone's in the same place as you, or do you think some creative directors in agencies are a bit behind on the curve and still quite resistant?
1: Uh, I think 2019 is the year where AI is accessible. This is almost uh, comparable to the mid-2000s where coding started to be democratized and you know the early days everyone was asked to go out and code and learn HTML, HTML5. I think now agencies, brands don't have to build the AI systems themselves. They can leverage the AI systems and there's a nuance there where you now don't have to bring in kind of these data scientists to build the systems. The data scientists can be used to extract and orchestrate the, the technology to to your point, uh, better kind of inform placement and distribution of ads? Okay. I don't
2: I don't think it's as simple as mm-hmm. question as that because as, a, as a, an ad advertising we're all an advertiser, we're here to make money. Yep. And we, that's how, and how we make money quite often is what the client wants is, is pays the bills. And sometimes it is it is that simple. So to say creative directors, a creative leader that up with AI is a, is a big statement because who's asking them to do the work? The, the change is, if you look at brands that are doing really well at the moment, if you look at mm-hmm. the Amazons and the Stitch, Stitch Fixers,
0: mm-hmm.
2: they're really customer-centric brands. Yep. They put the customer in front of everything else. Yeah. And brands that are kind of struggling, a lot of CPG brands, are real product-first companies. So I think brands that are using AI to understand their customers more are leaning lean in. And Stitch Fix are an amazing case study of how they're using data to drive that experience. For
1: and that, that highlights using AI as a means to an end. Yeah. It's not It's not the, it's the, not the end goal, right? It. Yeah. It's yeah. about this higher north star of the customer, putting them central and understanding them better and delivering that information and value.
0: Okay, so let's talk a little bit now about um, Agencies, which you know fundamentally have kept the same kind of structure, the same setup, Mm -hmm. um, particularly in creative and and strategies we were talking about earlier, for for many years. Um, Does this mean anything for the creative model? Do you think the structures will actually start to change? And
2: structures have actually started to change. Okay. We're closer now than ever before with data and media teams Uh, inside inside WPP. We're doing some daily stand-ups that have all parties involved. Um, So we're data scientists and, and creative people together at the same time now working on working on a problem. So it's almost like going back probably to the, the 70s and 80s where teams were were structured together that yeah. way. You know the, the bigger question is 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 should should creative agencies have AI people internally? Mm-hmm. I think they need a few, mm-hmm. but I would how do you leverage the scale of Google and Amazon mm-hmm. and Facebook to help you engineer the back end of, of campaigns mm-hmm. that you want to do.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I think uh, we've talked the last couple of years on um, the power of collective intelligence, yep. bringing all these different perspectives, mm-hmm. bringing in diversity and inclusion, and the power of that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now, when you inter- introduce kind of intelligent systems into that kind of collective intelligence as well, it just amplifies everybody's ability. So, uh, to, to your question, I think um, yes, we've greatly evolved from the DDB days of uh, you know the art director and the copywriter. I, I also think, and you know this is uh, referencing Kantar as well, that there's last few years there's been kind of this chicken or the egg scenario. Come up with the idea and then find the media for it, or does the media placement happen first and and we're seeing kind of um, that evolution as well where those all team members come in throughout the process so it's an integrated approach seems
0: to be seems to be the way forward um and then another question really about um we'll we'll start with you chris your your role is your role um at adobe to be an evangelist are you teaching people what's going on Uh, i think
1: it's um you know two parts one is to to be an evangelist and highlight some of the the fun and interesting things Mm -hmm. we're quite proud of a, a product or project we're working on right now that identifies image manipulation. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, is quite powerful indication of where the technology can go, but also to be a stethoscope of what's happening in the marketplace okay. and feed that back to the, the product teams to to see what, what's needed. And that's one of the, the things we're really interested in on how do we provide faster data loops to the creatives so okay. they can... Kind of adapt and provide better value to the customer through variation and personalization.
0: Are you an evangelist as well? well is that your role? Do
1: you, I have a split role. So kind okay. of, one one job is a real working
2: job, yeah. and the other one with WPP um, is a true evangelist role to help people succeed as Amazon is a retail platform. And you know, so therefore, I have to un- understand Amazon and understand the back end of Amazon to end up having retail success there
0: okay yeah. so everyone's an evangelist okay so let's um just end on where do we think this is all going so if we're sitting on this terrace this time next year yeah. do you think the conversation will have moved on and um, what will we be talking about i
1: think we might add one more acronym to the conversation oh, oh, so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need uh ai plus ar is really going to profoundly change the human experience. So what happens when air becomes the new canvas of the world and you start to integrate the, the virtual world with the physical world and um, I think that's going to be really profound in terms of service and experience. Mm. What doesn't get talked about uh, in that scenario enough is the digital exhaust that's going to come out of those AR experiences. Because now in real time we'll have that contextual location information on people and what they're doing and that way we can provide and interject these moments of delight and moments of value to to them.
0: There's a whole whole load of other new jobs being created there to do that. And what do you think we'll be talking about this time next
1: year? I'm feeling a a tug towards more
2: creativity as as data and AI almost becomes a commodity Mm -hmm. to a certain extent Mm -hmm. and media has been commoditized. Mm -hmm. There's a a pullback towards creativity and even you saw with um, Accenture Interactive Buying Drogo. Oh, it was a big PR, big PR effort, I understand, but even that itself was a signal that that we cannot let creativity go and people are leaning back more towards it, which is a which is a great thing. Okay.
0: So thank you very much guys. Thank you for joining us. And remember you can listen to every episode and more on Future Proof Podcast from Cantar Inside Business School. Uh, just search for Future Proof on your podcast platform or visit uk.kantar.com podcast. Thank you very much, both of you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Future Proof. For all episodes and more information, visit uk.cantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. Please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe within your podcast app so you know
1: when new episodes are released. Thank you.